now it's time for the Fat Man Talking Podcast, presenting to you from Cork, your host, Mr. Shane, the Fat Man Talking Duggan. Ben Leader, welcome to the show. How are we getting on, man? Oh, good, mate. Thank you so much for having me. Like, super excited for this. It's going to be no, cool. I really appreciate it. I, I love making making new friends in different countries. It's always good. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like slowly but surely making my way through the Cork population. So to get someone from the UK is, is a nice change of pace. <laughs> nice different accent at the very least. <laughs> yeah, people can try and work out where I'm from, like in the UK. That'd be quite fun. I think, yeah, I know I definitely wouldn't figure it out. I'm useless that way, unfortunately. But sure, what can you do? <laughs> Uh, so look, dude, maybe as a starting point, uh, would you be able to give me a little bit of background, you know, around where you're from, what you do, just, you know, the usual podcast summary? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, right. So obviously, my name's Ben. I am an online personal trainer from the UK. I am kind of London, Surrey area. Um, the closest place, if I was to say Croydon, quite a few people like around the UK would go oh yeah um from there um I I suppose I sort of came into personal training a bit a little bit late kind of probably the typical journey as in like um things that I kind of went through things that I kind of experienced and I kind of got to a point where I said you know what I'd actually quite like to help people um overcome tackle things not kind of experience the kind of feelings I did around kind of like health and fitness and nutrition and this sort of thing um and that's how kind of Ben leader coaching kind of started really unreal man it's very cool and i mean like when you talk about your own personal experience then like what's your background with health and fitness like were you always a sporty guy you know did you play you know football or anything growing up or you know what's your background well exactly that i kind of i've, I've always been active um swam um to sort of a semi-decent level played football to a semi sort of decent level and kind of got to around kind of 16 um and then just like stopped <laughs> you know like girls drinking in the park <laughs> like nothing too like bizarre but just it kind of slowed down and and then kind of got to a point where I kind of slowly sort of gained a little bit of weight myself kind of got a little little bit uncomfortable because obviously like you know as you get older getting interested in like the opposite sex and they're interested in you and your kind of like ego in that kind of situation gets like in the way um so started kind of getting back into it quote unquote and just kind of made every kind of mistake like we probably all have everyone listening to this podcast have had um and then kind of got to a point myself where i kind of like you know what i need to get some kind of like education around this because I don't know about you. I kind of like had a, like a rough idea, like a ballpark. I was like, right, I kind of roughly know I need to do this. I kind of roughly need to know I need to do that. But like, it never like was happening for me. And I was thinking like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm sort of mentally putting all this effort in. Like I'm, it's all I'm literally thinking about. It's all I'm literally doing and it's nothing's happening. And then I kind of went down the route of like investing in my own kind of coach, lovely bloke, completely changed my life. Um, opened my eyes to lots of things um and yeah and that's kind of where it kind of snowballed from there basically awesome so in during that time where obviously you know you're trying to maybe recapture your fitness a little bit and you're you're working towards those goals i mean what sort of barriers are you coming up against was it just the case of a, a lack of training knowledge nutrition knowledge like what makes you take those steps to actually invest in a coach then i, I kind of got up to a place like mentally um i kind of got to a place mentally and kind of went 
you can't do this to yourself anymore. Like, this is too much. Like, you're you're giving up like lots of your life. You're giving up lots of your personality. I started sort of felt like I was almost like not being me. Like, I was unable to kind of, um, I don't know, just like round friends. You know, you sort of. I was kind of putting on a bit of an act. Yeah. kind of almost pretending like I was being someone else like I'm this happy guy all the time and I really really wasn't um and yeah it was just like a mental barrier I kind of hit and I thought you know what? I've got to do something but the thing about the whole getting a coach I make it sound like it was a two-minute decision it wasn't I was like flicking through like the internet looking at all these different people looking at people I was trying to find someone that like, I could relate to someone I felt sort of comfortable with um, it's quite important to me anyways, like just a human that I kind of get on with someone anyway. Um, and especially I'm thinking, well, if I've got to give this guy money or girl person, I've got to give this person money. I've got to think I've got to really get on. And it just went on. And then that became its own thing in itself, where I was kind of just like flicking through things going, oh, maybe this one. No, maybe that one. And then I, I decided and went, you know what? This is it. And best thing I've ever done. Brilliant. And in around that time, was that like more an in-person kind of a scene or was that an online coach then you would have invested your, I suppose, your money, your time in? It was actually online. I, um, to, to go back a couple of steps, when I initially joined the gym, when I was kind of like slightly older, because I went when I was kind of younger and didn't really count, does it? But when I was slightly older and I sort of joined the gym, um, I did invest in a PT because I thought, well, I don't know how to use the gym. Let's like let's make the most out of the situation but um like his kind of knowledge and kind of we just didn't connect and I kind of was trying to explain to him what I wanted to achieve and I just didn't feel like he was kind of listening to me um it was like right we're going to do x y and z it was like no no, no I, I, I want to kind of achieve this and you just kind of go okay okay and you just go along with it and I must have been with him for a couple of months and I just said into my, like to myself, I was like, look, this isn't working. And then I split it off with him. And then it probably was a, probably about a six month period before I went, you know what, I'm going to try and find someone else. Um, yeah. And that's when the whole kind of the online coach kind of thing came about. How do you find that? You know, I always find, you know, particularly when you're in around the time and maybe re-signing with a PT or re-signing with a gym and you have that awkward kind of, I don't think I want to come back, but you know, at the same time, I don't want to offend you because we built a relationship over a few months. Yeah. Like, how, how did you actually find that? Cause like me, I I'm literally <laughs> awkward bastard with that every single time. There's just, there's no getting around it. I'm like, Oh, uh, you know, I might just give it. And usually I'll say something like I'm going to give it a rest for a month or two. And really I'm just thinking, all right, you know, I need, I need a change of pace. And it's normal to say that, but I feel like people are kind of so afraid yeah. to be upfront. Yeah, no, it is because you don't want to upset that person, right? And that that means yeah. you're a good guy. Um, and I was kind of the same and it was the same thing. But it was back when kind of personal trainers sold sort of blocks, like yeah. X amount of sessions. So I kind of just let my sessions run and I just sort of said to him, look, I'm going to kind of go elsewhere. And it was horrible. I remember sort of standing in front of him thinking like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely, this is worse than the sessions. <laughs> I think I think it's those awkward encounters. I don't know. Maybe, I think I think it's not just me, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many more people who kind of look at that situation and go, "Yeah, but it's normal. It's a business transaction." And to me, it kind of feels like more a little bit like a personal nah. relationship, kind of intertwined. Especially if you work with someone yeah, for a long yeah. period of time. But um, I mean, so look, when you're doing that type of training, and obviously, I get you're trying to you know rediscover your fitness, and I suppose find your own passion for training again. But like, what sort of goals are you after then? You know, like a lot of listeners of the podcast, they're after weight loss. A lot of people are after, you know, body composition stuff. Like from your yeah. perspective, like 
what what were the types of people you were looking to you know maybe like looking up to maybe trying to you know replicate you know what what was your aim overall with your training then was it literally down to fitness or like was there a certain element of oh, i'd love to look like that guy well you've just answered it it was a blur like it was like basically it was like two or three things like that merged into one that i've got really like confused um basically where I've kind of always been sort of like semi-fit in my mind and the things that I did, I've always been quite active. I kind of had like a body composition goal because I kind of wasn't comfortable with the way I looked and the way I felt. And kind of like, as I was kind of getting a little bit older, it was kind of coming to the end of my sort of quote unquote football career. Ha ha ha. But it was like, well, maybe you can still sort of extend that a little bit, but you want to kind of change the way you look, but you, you don't really like, you don't feel great about yourself. And then it just became this like cocktail and then I didn't even know what I was trying to do. But what, I, what my actual goal was at the time, and I didn't realise it, is it, is I wanted kind of control and I wanted an understanding of how things work. So I could then say, do you know what? This is what's going through your head. You can now kind of unblock it and like focus where you want to go because I was just like machine gunning at anything because I was just yeah. thinking, right, well, maybe this is it. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe if I understand what calories are, Oh, maybe if I could do a pull up, maybe if I can da 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 and just become this like mess. Of course, I get that. And like, say, in during that time, like, was social media a big thing at that stage? You know, like, one of the things I find at the moment is, you know, it's very easy to get pulled in a lot of different directions. You know, you're swiping through your newsfeed, there's however many people on however many different diets, there's people plugging this product and that product. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways, I suppose, where you can fall down the pitfalls of feeling like you should be replicating what someone else is doing instead of staying in your own lane it's mm. so like how was that for you at that time mm. like regardless of what your goal is i feel like anyone is kind of a little bit you know whether you're trying to bulk up and you see some guy who's plugging some supplement that you think maybe that's the magic bullet that's going to make everything work like how was mm. that for you yeah it mixed bag because i've i've been on instagram and social media for quite a long time um i remember when i first kind of got instagram I remember there's a bloke I worked with him saying, have you tried this Instagram thing? You can take a picture and upload it. And da, 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 da. I was like, no, nah, it sounds like nonsense. And you sort of play it off. And then after a few months of him sort of scrolling through it and him seeing it, um, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And then that was when I thought, well, there must be fitness people on here. Like, uh, surely. And all there was was Americans that were like drinking pints of steroids. So to me, it was like, that wasn't, it. I knew in my mind that that wasn't my goal. So I kind of, I must have had this weird few years of social media where I was just kind of like not where I actually wanted to be with it in terms of the, yeah. the people and the, the content that I needed. So in some weird way, I kind of fell on my ass and like lucked out on all that kind of comparison stuff. I think that's a real benefit though. I love that. I, I actually miss when, you know, yeah. it like I remember when I like, I'd say like social media became kind of a big thing when I was in around like 15, 16. And like, I remember particularly yeah. around that time, it was just based around the people you knew. Like there was no one else coming up yes. on your newsfeed, you know, it was like Facebook, like literally yeah. like you'd have a list of all the people who are in your school, all of them one by yeah. one posting a cringy status about the movie they're watching that night, or, <laughs> you know, just something silly. Yeah. There was nothing really like there was no one trying to sell you anything. Target advertising wasn't so much a thing, but I feel like these days, particularly, you know, you can sign on to any kind of social media and suddenly, you know, you're faced with, you know, however many yeah. different coaches, however many, you know, different people plugging all sorts. And I mean, I think it's easy to kind of get mixed up with your own goals, you know? yeah 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 no no i can understand that and i i don't know i don't know how people um obviously this is kind of what i do now is that i try and help people that obviously were like me 
way back when when I first started. But if I was me now logging on to say Instagram for the first time tomorrow, yeah, it would be a minefield. It would be a minefield. Like the thing is, like obviously now, kind of being a personal trainer, being on the other side, you can kind of see that the majority of it is coming from. Well, I'd like to hope, and obviously meeting and talking to other personal trainers and talking to new people that are really cool you kind of think that it's coming from a good place because you're trying to kind of you're almost trying to sort of like emotionally catch someone um not in a a, in a weird or a a terrible way but it's like you're trying to get someone to say look I, i can help that i understand that that's your problem that's what you're struggling with like come here please don't go over there because that bloke's weird he drinks steroids like ignore that man I know he's got 50 billion thousand followers and he's, he's, he's like, you know what I mean? His timeline's flashing and he's got this incredible drone footage. Please don't go near that bloke. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, I, I, think I, I don't that, know I how think people kind of handle it now. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, yeah. there's no, a delay there on my end. International oh, Zoom. No, it's probably mine. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, terrible. Either way, listeners are going to love that. They love that little overlap. It's fine. But um, man, talk to me a little bit. So like, obviously you're, you, you get a coach yourself. You kind of get, maybe achieve some of your goals and then you decide to obviously take, take things down the education route. So talk to me a little bit about that. When you, you take that leap and you start to maybe dip your toe in and around, you know, becoming a coach yourself. Um, it was like, I, I guess any, for anyone starting anything new, it kind of was like intimidating um but I kind of I feel like I get asked this quite a lot but I kind of feel like where I've come in I come into it slightly later I don't kind of get the kind of personal trainer comparison thing I kind of jump straight into the oh how can I learn something of this guy what's this guy doing um my kind of biggest like anxiety and kind of worry was something that took me quite a while to go was would people take me seriously because I've come into it so late as opposed to, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's just doing it because he's, do you know what I mean? Like midlife crisis, <laughs> like he's going to go and do something, let's try. And that was what I had to kind of battle with myself mentally was like, how would the actual like clients see me? Um, yeah. But so far, so good. <laughs> so well, yeah. I would take that. I mean, I mean, talk to me then like the, the age factor, like what, what, um, like what age is, is say when you say you come into it late? Like what, what was the age you were coming into maybe like changing your career uh, to that path? I was, th- I was 31, 31. Yeah, I'm 34 now. Okay, cool. Forgot so, how old I was. I mean, before <laughs> that then, like what, what sort of work were you doing? And like how, like right now I work an office job and obviously look, COVID and everything else, office job now just means sit at home at your desk and mm. open a laptop for eight hours a day. It's, it's a little mm. bit easier than it used to be. But obviously, formerly, mm. you know, you're going in, you know, you have to bring your lunch with you. You have a certain amount of prep, you have a commute. There's a whole lot of factors that used mm. to go into working an office job that can sometimes really impact mm. your energy, your training, your motivation to mm. want to train. So, I mean, what were you like in terms of that? Like, what, what was the type of work you were doing? And like, was that something that would get in your way? Is that something you can relate to with people now? Um, yes and no. I was a carer. So I supported adults with special needs. Um, did that for around sort of like 12 years. Yeah. Um, did kind of working in kind of care homes and then kind of like one-to-one basis. So I've kind of done the whole split shift, late, early sleep-ins, like, like full night type scenario. I've done all of that sort of stuff. Um, I suppose when it was kind of the split shift scenario, it was a bit more difficult. 
Um, but I've always almost been quite lucky, really, because I've, I've had the time to sort of go um, to the gym, like where I kind of worked. It was near my gym. So I could literally go there before, have a shower and go to work. So, again, I kind of. For me personally, that's never been something that I've kind of um, struggled with, like maybe when I was kind of getting to a point with it mentally and I was a bit like, I don't understand like why this isn't working for me, like I'm. I'm hammering tong in it and it's just that the needle isn't moving. And it's like that at that point I did, but not as a kind of overall general thing, if that makes sense for me, it's kind yeah. of always been part of who I am really. No, absolutely. And I get that. I mean, I feel like it's not an issue everyone faces. It's just kind of, you know, if, if, mm. if you do face into it, sometimes, you know, it's a barrier to overcome even better if you don't. I mean, in terms of then mm. the past few months, like um, obviously being a trainer, you're online. Have you have you felt, you know, mm. any kind of an increase in people kind of looking into that side of the industry? I know like I've had a few other online coaches on over the past few weeks and some of them mm. had to shift their business completely online from having been in person. Yeah. Others were already set up and kind of just adaptable, ready to go, but they saw a fierce increase. I mean, how have you found that shift mm. where, you know, people are stuck working out at home they're stuck not getting to a gym and you know it like at times you know you just want to sit there and have a few drinks and a bit of crap food and just enjoy yourself because <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot else to do these days i mean what's it like over your way how are you finding it well it's first things first is like in terms of like a client view like online training isn't for everybody um and the thing is when the kind obviously with covid it's kind of sped up the whole what online training is um I kind of, when I kind of initially got into it, um, when I was a client myself working with uh, my first trainer, I was kind of thinking, oh, I don't really know how this is going to work. And I sort of saw myself as someone who was kind of quite um, comfortable going into the gym. Well, I perceived I was quite comfortable. Um, but even for me back then, I was a bit like confused. Um, but with the pressure, the thing is, it, it's the pressure. I, I just, what I don't, doesn't sit comfortable with me is, people's almost being guilted into things um whether that be just because of the um, current situation or their current circumstances or if you want to go deeper how they feel about themselves etc um and it's difficult for people to kind of manage it and obviously like what you were talking about earlier in terms of managing social media it's like people's screen time has quadrupled and you're flicking for it and you might just do you know what I mean? You just might need a time where it's just like, I need to chill right now. And you go, well, I know I'm going to flick on Instagram and you see someone doing a live workout and they're doing 45,000 burpees and you're thinking, Oh my God, should I be doing that right now? And obviously the answer is no, <laughs> but it's that, it's that juggling. It's that pressure. But the thing is like from the sort of personal training point of view, like it's obviously people's jobs, it's people's livelihoods and they've kind of got to do what they can. Obviously if it's also, if it's in like a positive manner, it's actually, helping people as well like you've got to say fair play to them and you could wish them all the luck and hope it like works out really because obviously well we cross cross our fingers that we're kind of getting to a point where maybe we might be getting back to like the old normal <laughs> can we say that the old normal so it'll be interesting to see if people kind of flip back or if they stay where they are that'll be quite sort of an interesting thing to kind of see where the sort of industry as a whole is in six to a sort of 12 months time 
Yeah, I, th- I think there's certainly like the, there's kind of like a few different scenarios that can go down and maybe it's it's going to vary between them. But, you know, you probably are going to have a fierce resurgence of people just wanting to train in person, mm. wanting that human interaction. Mm. And so in that sense, you know, maybe the one to one personal trainer suddenly booms because, you know, people just want to see people. People want that, you know, that motivation where they're in a proper gym setting and, you know, they're getting that done. And then you also have the other thing of, you know, people have, have adapted a little bit to this new way of life. Maybe some people have invested enough in their home gym setup that they don't need to get that membership again. Mm. And, you know, I feel like we're going to be maybe operating on a little bit of a, a hybrid model similar to like office life where, you know, not everyone's going to be doing what they always used to do. And, you know, I think that's good. I mean, when it comes down to it, as long as people are getting out, getting active and enjoying themselves, mm, exactly. I feel like that's the important thing. And, you know, especially if people can keep their businesses up and running even better again. But mm. um, I mean, one thing I'm curious with you, man, and um, obviously you're, you're setting your own hours, you're operating in your own business. And I'd imagine the days are probably actually you end up putting in more hours probably into your own business than you've ever put into, say, a nine to five or, you know, your, your <laughs> job as a carer. Probably like you had those set hours, clock in, clock out. And that's now probably gone. But I mean, talk to me about daily routine. It's something I ask nearly every guest about because I'm really curious. You know, I feel like the way people structure their days, their mornings and, you know, the things Mm. they build into their days, that's what makes people successful. And, you know, that's what makes people hit the deliverables they want to hit. So, I mean, what's Mm. what's your day to day look like? Um, I am really, really strict on my kind of like personal routine. Um, it's, It's semi new, as in like the last kind of six to eight months that I've kind of taken this kind of view with it um to kind of like speed it up i kind of get up first thing go for a walk come back from that walk it's like half an hour um listen to a podcast or something then i'll do my kind of training session then my children will appear so i'll uh feed them sort out for school because my son's going to school at the moment um we get them off to school come back i kind of do a block of work um, bit of homeschooling, another block of work, family dinner. So everything sort of shuts down. Um, and then I try and do basically as much work as I can before my wife gives me a bollocking <laughs> and tells me to turn it off. <laughs> That's pretty fair. And I mean, how, how do you find the, the, I suppose, the overall screen time? Like, are you, are you sick of looking at a laptop? Are you sick of constantly planning? Or is it just, you know, is it, is it all the norm for you now? It's, I don't know, it's, it's like, but it's, it's like on both sides of the coin because there's an element of, I love it. Like I, I love trying to come up with it, but then part of me is like, you're just doing this because maybe you're sort of worried about clients leaving or I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You're just like overthinking because you kind of, you've got more pressure on it as much as I love it. And it, I, I like you never switch off. Like that's the harsh reality. You're always thinking about like a conversation you've had with someone that like, how could I have, answer their question better how could i have supported them better how could i have moved the needle for them better basically um but then you're thinking well how can i improve this system or how can i improve that podcast episode i just did or that email and you just it's just whirling 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 all the time so that's that that's the trick is being able to say do you know what at x time i'm going to not do this for example like sunday for me now is become pretty much a day that I'm not allowed I've said this to myself this is my wife that like look you're not allowed on your phone like work related at all so like I'll leave my phone at home and we'll just go out for a walk because obviously that's all we can do but we'll go out all day and it's just like nothing so I can't even <laughs> like I'm like an addict I can't even find it um, but yeah you've just got to have like 
it is an element of discipline and you've just got to have really strict boundaries with yourself. It's like the same with when it comes to kind of nutrition and your sessions, it's like, right. Okay. I said to myself, I'm going to do this at say seven o'clock. It's like, okay. I said to myself at seven, I'm going to turn my phone off. So it's just like, you just have to follow through with it. And then you just slowly build up to kind of like believing yourself that you're going to do it. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Fake it till you make it sometimes. And eventually Basically, habit yeah. forms. It's, it's important. Yeah. But I mean, you touched there a little bit on nutrition then. I mean, what's what's your approach with your nutrition? Like, what's the sort of stuff you're eating? You know, are you are you a kind of tracking calories kind of guy? Are you pretty loose with it? Like, I know it's not the case that everyone should be copying what you do by any means, but it's just more mm. curiosity. Yes, like, how's your relationship with food? And like, how, how do you find that side of the, the fitness regimen, I suppose? Um, now, really good. If you go, if you want me to go back pre-trainer, pre-knowledge, yeah. um, it was pretty terrible. I kind of went down the route of, okay, so I'm going to cut out everything that tastes nice in my life because there's no way that's going to help me achieve anything. Um, and all it does actually help you achieve is misery. Um, and that went on for a while. And then obviously when I was kind of working, because it would, it would be like Monday to Friday would be chicken and broccoli. And then Saturday night would just be this like ultimate, like, oh no, I can't take it. I've got to have something, insert thing of choice. You know what I mean? It would just be ridiculous. Um, and this kind of went on for a little while. And it wasn't until I kind of gained the knowledge about food and kind of tracking calories um, that I just become way more relaxed with it. it for me, it, it works. It like absolutely changed my life. Um, but when working with someone, I, I wouldn't ultimately like, immediately chuck that on them i'd like to see where they are where they want to go their personal experiences with food um i kind of like people to kind of track calories for an amount of time because i feel like and not unless that's the wrong word but maybe until you do you don't really know the kind of like the true value of stuff and you can't really get rid of that thing in your head that do you know what if i fancy a mars bar or whatever today that's fine you still I still kind of find that the people that I kind of worked with that maybe were kind of against calorie counting were really kind of their relationship with food it it took longer to kind of become more relaxed about if that makes sense um and that's not a bad thing that's what kind of worked for them and they were happy with with but as kind of like an outsider looking in um I do kind of like people to just like dabble with it just to experience it and understand it yeah, no, that makes sense. And I mean, when I suppose when you're dealing with a new client, then who maybe like is coming from a background where they are quite restrictive and they are quite, you know, good foods, mm. bad foods, and maybe not a whole lot of calories and logic to it. I mean, mm. what are the kind of steps you'd put in place for someone to maybe start bringing that in at a slow rate? You know, is it just the case of look, maybe just scan the items of what you're eating and that'll be that? Is it, you know, weighing up mm. your food? Like sometimes, mm. like, what I've found in the past is when you're sometimes it's re, it's really around a time where you're maybe not ready to make that change, but you wouldn't identify it mm. when there's yeah. so many things to add in, like, you know, counting your macros, counting, you know, be it just the calories, weighing up food, prepping things in advance, it kind of becomes mm. a big mess. And, you know, sometimes you're just thinking, will I just phone for a takeaway? Will I just grab a freezer <laughs> meal? Like th there's just certain things that there's so much brain fatigue going on in making those decisions that you know it can get a bit overwhelming especially when you're taking on a new exercise regimen you're maybe a bit tired you're a bit groggy you know there's a lot of elements to come in when you start something yeah. new like that so how are you building someone into that slowly without kind of overwhelming 
it, I would literally take them back to kind of like portion sizes. So as in say like, right. So the focus for the, however long it feels like they're comfortable and they're saying they want more because you can kind of hear that in their voice. I would simply take it back to portion sizes. So as in like a palm full size of protein, cups full of carbs, thumb, uh, thumb size piece of fat, for example. Um, and then just kind of make sure that they're having like a piece of fruit and veg with every time that they're eating. Um, and then just the typical, make sure you're kind of drinking enough water. Uh, I feel like that's kind of like the first thing really is kind of getting someone to try and understand like hunger. There's a, there's a, um, it's quite difficult. I think where we kind of, there's so, like the abundance to so much food. Sometimes we can just eat on the go and you kind of forget what hunger is. You kind of feel a little bit and you kind of go, oh, I've got to eat something. I've got to eat something. Um, and that was something that, going back to kind of the calorie thing that was saying that because there's the stages of counting calories when you talk about that it's made me laugh isn't there there's like <laughs> you go through the weird stage of like working out that hang on a minute if i don't eat this this and this i could eat an entire pot of ben and jerry's later and that would be fine because that's in my calories and then there's all these like the next stage isn't there it's like hang on i can buy these weird products that are just filled with protein <laughs> um but I, I feel like hunger is kind of the biggest thing to kind of tackle with someone to understand like how they kind of like fuel themselves properly. Uh, and I think when someone's kind of got a bit of a basis on that, then you can kind of start to kind of turn the screw. But I've definitely worked with people that have been like, no, chuck me in at the deep end. Like, what do I need? Exact numbers. Give me it. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. So again, it's that boring fitness answer, isn't it? It's like, it depends on where the person is. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I 100% agree. I, I feel like even though if you take me training, you know, eight or nine years ago versus me training now, there's definitely been patterns of each, you know, where sometimes you just need a cookie cutter plan of look, these are the exact foods you eat, these are the exact meals. And then mm. there's other times where I think as you grow and your, your knowledge improves, you can suddenly say, okay, let's structure in the stuff we actually like, let's actually, mm. you know, build in the things that are going to make this feel not like misery. But what's interesting that you touched on there with the Ben and Jerry's, you know, I feel like that is, you know, that is, I almost think of it as an element of bargaining. And I feel like people go into yeah. that so much where like suddenly you're trading <laughs> off. You're kind of like, I mean, I could have rice with my dinner, but I could also have a Mars bar and a uh, yeah. this evening. And it's like doing that trade off yeah. of, you know, I feel like you don't realize the downfall in that until you're sitting there at 11 o'clock at night, you're starving. You wish you just had something that was filling and actually a little bit nutritious. And then probably the next day you kind of had that extra bit of craving for a bit of food. And, you know, mm. suddenly when you build in, like the way I always see it, and I was talking about this on a podcast just yesterday is, you know, like I build in my snacks into the day. So like, I'm a snacky guy, you know, sometimes if you looked at my fitness pal, you'd see, you know, probably more calories and snacks than you'd see in my lunch. But at the same time, mm it's more it's built around my lifestyle it's built around the times i eat and it, it works for me yeah but like the one thing i'll always say is i'll build in full meals that are actually like you know i'll have my lunch that might be my first meal of the day and i'll make sure that'll take me all the way to dinner and then i'll have my dinner i'll make sure that'll take me all the way to eight nine o'clock and then i can obviously if i want to have something small if i want to have be it you know a, a small bagel or you know some kind of snacks these are the important things that i always try build in it makes it feel not like misery but mm. having said that 
when, when you take that time to, you know, trade off your food for your Ben and Jerry's, you start to realize what the, the actual benefit to your energy is in terms of what you're eating. Mm. And like when you're trying to output for a training session, when you're trying to go for a walk, when you're trying to have that cognitive ability to record a podcast or to just do, you know, get on a call and work and your brain fog is 90 and you're going, what is going on? Like that's when you start to realize that the food really does impact how you feel. And I feel like that's yeah, exactly. progress, but it, it takes people time. Mm. No, bang on. That's exactly it. And that's the thing is, the whole kind of counting calories thing is a process. It's not just, oh, here's your calories. It's feeling comfortable eating a certain amount of food because I, you know, certain people will say like a lot of ladies will say, oh, I eat 1200 calories, for example. Um, and if you were to say some, look, you need to be in two, three, four, five, six hundred more than that a day for someone to then sort of trust themselves to kind of trust the food, to trust the kind of what might happen the, the thought of, oh, I might loot, I've, I've sort of lost the progress that I put in to kind of get to this place. Um, even that, that's like one micro issue, even forgetting about how to actually track the calories and how to actually weigh the food, as you were saying before. So it's difficult. The thing is like where I am now with it, it's just that I just eat like normal, normal person food. Like that's what I call it. Like <laughs> I eat four meals a day um, as much kind of nutritious food as possible because I know that if I don't do that and I do um, save food for say the weekend, like for example, talking about that, actually, I'm a liar. Um, Saturday night, we might eat some sort of nonsense because of the kids. So we might yeah. like get some popcorn or ice cream or whatever it may be. Um, but for the rest of the time, I do know that if I don't eat kind of nutritious single food ingredients, I will just be hungry. So there's no point in me trying to, play these almost like juggling the kind of numbers try and fit things in on a tuesday night because it's not going to my wednesday is going to be terrible so so yeah it's it's time and it's confidence and it's like self-belief and it's having to kind of go through that having to sit there on a on a thursday night going should i have this bag of crisps should i have the potato instead um and once you've done it a few times you go do you know what i'll, I'll have the potato <laughs> Yeah, you know, man, man, look, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's down to whatever works for you. I mean, I know some people who can mm. operate on a crazy low amount of calories and I mean, that's good for them. But like I saw a post last night and it actually really interests me. You know, someone talking about a calorie deficit and what they said basically is, you know, to be in a calorie deficit is eat the most amount of food you can while still losing weight. And uh, it's yes. not about, you know, eating the minimum. And I feel like people sometimes think, all right, the minimum is going to get me, you know, the fastest results it's going to get me there quicker it's going to be mm. if i can survive on that then i'm i'm good but like the thing mm. is the way i always say it to people and obviously look it's not my industry it's it's not my expertise so it's literally just kind of friendly advice but if you can operate mm. in a level of living a normal life and not in misery not just in survival mode for your entire life you're going to feel mm. a hell of a lot better for it and i feel like like mm. the best example i can have is actually like my dad he used to be a fireman and so like he used to have a crazy amount of fitness. He literally, he was the type of guy who could go out on a Saturday and decide to run a half marathon with no training <laughs> and he'd have been fine. And I was talking to him a few weeks ago about calories and, you know, we were sitting there and he's talking into a packet of Jaffa cakes, just, you know, munching away. And I said, like, do you know how many calories are in them? And he's like, no. And I was like, have you ever thought about calories? It was just a curiosity thing. And he genuinely, mm. it's, it's something he's never counted. It's something he's never done. Mm. It was literally down to I'd eat when I'm hungry. I you know, I eat the foods I like. And more importantly, I output every day. I do a run, I do a walk, I do a gym mm. session. Like my whole childhood, he was much the same. He'd always be out every night for a swim or obviously he'd be training while he was in work in the fire station. And, you know, mm. you have these elements of, 
when it's built into your life, when you add these healthy habits built in, you don't necessarily have to think about it versus now I mm. feel like with the way culture is diet culture and everything else, people kind mm. of feel like they need to be on a certain regimen. They need to be on, you know, the on brand keto. They need to be on, you know, weight yeah. watchers. They need to be on like all these things that are kind of like, it's almost like a tribal mentality instead of just mm. living your life. It, it's a bit weird. I mean, how do you find when you do get clients come on, you know, especially for, you know, maybe a weight loss goal or something like that. And you're taking them mm. from something like a slimming club or something like, you know, where they're mm. kind of in that cult mentality. Like, is it hard to break down those barriers? Yes. This kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the whole kind of social media thing and how sometimes it's, something I battle with kind of on a daily basis when I'm kind of putting out content because I, I don't want to um, but ever, 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 ever upset anyone. And I would never use language that would do, but it's so hard to convince someone that what I feel they need may be better than what they want. And that I would never, I'd never be like the personal trainer that I was with, um, but in the gym, but I kind of feel like what your, your dad sounds marvelous by the way, but what your dad has done <laughs> with his life is what we all should be doing with our lives is fueling ourselves ad adequately. People kind of, in my opinion, spend way far too long in their lives, dieting, dieting, dieting. And we're kind of fueling our bodies from kind of like a negative like place. And it, it's the it's the effect mentally that I feel like it has more than the kind of the numbers itself. It's like I'm always it's like you're always knocking yourself down instead of sort of building yourself up. And I'm kind of a massive strong believer in kind of just doing the diet once, like get the diet done, just do the diet. It's done. And then get to a position and then just building. Like I don't I don't mean like Arnold, unless you want to be like Arnold, like crack on, fair play, go for it. But I mean getting to a, a reasonable amount of calories where you can live your life, you your energy is high, you feel great about yourself, you're confident, you're able to kind of fingers crossed when COVID's over, just kind of go out for dinner, not have to like worry about it. Because it, again it's that whole well if I have that, if I uh oh, I can look at the menu before I go, I could I could not have a drink. It's like no like if we could no we don't need to be doing this with our lives like being strong powerful confident is all eating it all comes down to like fueling your body correctly and just again it's the stuff that i kind of talk about quite a lot on my social media but it's just feeling good about yourself like as the person as you are like not being a dick to yourself um and just do you know what i mean just like absolutely living and thriving because it, it, it's the amount of people that i speak to and like it still kind of upsets me quite a lot how they say, oh, I, I feel terrible about myself. I feel oh, this has gone on far too long. And it's like, right, okay, let's do this. Let's get this diet done so we can start making you feel great about you and the direction your life is headed. Um, because this is, it's way more than just counting calories and just trying to lose a few pounds. This is like how you see yourself and how everyone else perceives you and how you perceive yourself on the sort of wider world. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more elements than just, you know, what you're eating and, you know, how you see yourself. There's obviously there's so many things that come into it. Um, but look, man, I suppose one thing I'm curious, and I know you touched on it earlier, you know, you go out in the morning, you listen to a podcast, like what sort of stuff are you consuming these days, be it books or podcasts? I mean, how are you kind of, you know, be it, is, is it all fitness related? Is it business related? Like what actually takes your interest these days? And then obviously talk to me a little bit about your podcast as well. There's a fantastic podcast called, um, is it Fat Man Talking? 
I think I know the one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely excellent. Um, I I do I I do listen. When she reached out to me, I, I have been listening, and they're absolutely fantastic. Um, it's, it depends what frame of mind I'm in. It's, I am. I think this is the only thing I kind of flip flop on. I will kind of. I've kind of got a list of things that I listen to. Um, yeah. Probably the generic. If you're a podcast listener, you probably li- like listen to the same things that I do. Um, but it, it just literally what kind of like mood I'm in at that point in time. Like if it's something I kind of feel like I can stop and listen to, that's maybe a bit more like actually I need to switch on. But if it's something like a bit silly, I might kind of go down that route. Um, I listen to a kind of a, a, like the Peter Crouch podcast. Um, what else do I listen to for a bit of silliness? Can't think now. Got stage fright. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you though. Like there, there. I feel like you do need that mixed bag, and I feel like one one of the mm. mistakes people make, especially if they're if they're trying to make some kind of a fitness transformation, is mm. they feel like everything they need to be consuming needs to be fitness. Yeah. They feel like the books mm. they're reading, the podcasts they're listening to, you know, yeah. audio books, whatever it might be, it needs to consume their lives. And like for me, yeah. like obviously it's a big part of my life. I structure my podcast around it. I'm trying to you know get to my own health goals and everything else. But like mm. there's times where I just don't want to listen to someone talk about training. Nah, and I'll go on like, you know, like I listen to some, there's, there's a great podcast on Spotify. It's called Off Menu. And it's basically these two oh, comedians right. go on and they they basically bring on like some kind of celebrity, whoever it is. And they go talk to us about your perfect meal. And they'll literally go through like I ate this random curry from this random place in the middle of Suffolk or, you know, wherever it might be. And it's like, yeah, literally listening to these people just talk shit about what their perfect meal is. Start your main <laughs> yeah, course yeah, dessert. Yeah. And if someone pitched that to me as a concept, I go, that is the stupidest shit I've ever this, heard. In my yeah. life. But <laughs> yeah. I, I do find myself sitting there when I'm sending off emails yeah. and work listening to this going, you know what? This is this is funny. This is this is yeah, a break yeah. from fitness. This is this is someone normal yeah. and enthusiastic about food that I can get behind. And, you know, I, I feel like that is important but um yeah. i mean look fair enough that you have a bit of stage fright nothing's come to mind that's okay but talk to me then about obviously like how long have you been doing your own podcast for it's pretty new again it's pretty new um i think i've only done about eight nine episodes um i i bottled out for it for quite a while i'll be honest to you because i thought who's going to listen to me what am i going to do it why why and all these things were going through my head and i thought do you know what just do it like I've, I've listened to podcasts for years and years and years since they kind of first started initially. Um, I thought I've always liked to do this. I kind of feel like I'm better at talking than I am at writing. Um, and yeah, it just started kind of like obviously started from there, trying to obviously put out as much like useful information. But I've, I've got to be honest, the last two or three have been purely sort of selfish episodes that I've just wanted to talk about. To kind of, it's, I really love it because it's kind of like a bit of therapy for myself. Um, and I've kind of spoke about things that I've kind of been going on in my head or conversations I've had with like possible, like possible clients or possible people. Um, and yeah, the, the plan, like I've kind of got a little tactic in my head is like do maybe 20, 30 episodes on myself and then start having kind of guests on. So I'm kind of comfortable enough to kind of like have an on like a a live conversation. (laughs) Yeah, man, you know what? It takes time, but it, you know what it is? It's actually like, I I obviously vary. Sometimes I'll do a solo episode. Sometimes I just sit down with my friend kind of for a weekly fat chat is what we call Mm. it. Or else, you know, I'll have a chat with someone like yourself. And, you know, it's really, it's down to, you know, whatever you're in the form to do, but like one of the best things about it, especially when you're sitting there, you know, talking on your own, like you tend to do is actually, it's almost like a, a self 
I, what's the best way to put it? It's like a, almost like journaling. It's like writing down yeah. your thoughts. It's literally just documenting everything yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going on in your head. And sometimes it yeah. does flow that much better where you're just, you know, you sit down with a microphone, you might have four bullet points in front of you and you just let rip. And suddenly, you know, yeah. you have 20 minutes, 30 minutes of just great content that's going to land with someone and it's going to make a difference to someone else's day. And yeah. that's what I love about it. You know, like it's an opt-in, opt-out kind of a thing. Like it's not the case that I expect mm. someone to, you know, like the way I see it is like my podcast isn't like watching 24. If you miss an episode, it's not going to make or break the story. Like, but it's the case you can tune in <laughs> to the ones you want to listen to. And Love then that. you can tune out when you need it, you know? Yeah. Um, but in terms of then, like, where do you see yours going? Like, do you, do you literally like, is, is guests, I suppose the priority is, is that the aim down the line or do you feel like that's going to be a separate thing in itself? I think like this is cheesy and you're probably going to like swear at me, but it's just to enjoy it. Like, I just, I just like, like this, I just, I'm going to have to have you on mine now, like you've signed the papers, but I just, <laughs> I, but it's just an opportunity to talk to kind of like-minded people. And obviously for the people listening to, to, to sort of take something away, whether that just be a laugh or a smile, but take away something they think, Oh, I could actually implement that. Like the amount of times I say, I think I've said it about 20,000 probably now is if you want to use this as a soundboarding experience, <laughs> because it's i suppose that's my way of covering up in case it's like pants but you know like you want someone to take something away even if it's just like five minutes piece and they can think oh that was nice that kind of like chilled me out a little bit so but yeah i suppose i would like to i've done a um a client interview i've got another client interview um i think it's next week he said he could do it so that was kind of the thing it was i wanted it to be kind of relatable like i wanted people that maybe were sort of interested in working with me, maybe could hear about people that I've worked with firsthand, their experiences, um, because it's better that it's coming from someone that they can kind of really relate to, as opposed to maybe me who maybe hasn't kind of fully experienced what they, they have for themselves. Definitely, man. Uh, so look, obviously we're, we're kind of heading towards that 40 minute mark and I'm conscious of your evening, your time, you probably need a bit of downtime as well. So look, uh, where can people find you? Where are people going to get you on social media? What's the name of the podcast? Give them it all and they can all go follow and maybe get some good advice. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, so Instagram is Ben Leader Coaching. Same for Twitter. Facebook is just Ben Leader. Come and say hello. And then the podcast is nice and original, the Ben Leader podcast. <laughs> and solid that's all right there. Absolutely yeah. solid. Yeah. You know, it's actually funny because when obviously it's like leader is, is a name where I wasn't sure if you were saying like it was if it was your actual name or if it was like, you know, I'm a leader and <laughs> someone to follow. No, you, <laughs> and so no, you have to I, call me that. <laughs> and so I was just I was kind of like conscious. I was like, oh my God, like what's this guy? Is, is this his is this his proper name? Is this what I'm to call him? You know, is he just the leader? I was like, <laughs> you I was have to, to bow down to me. <laughs> <laughs> panic was real because it, it's spelled l double e so my entire life like if i if i was to go to the bank for example they'd do l-e-a and i'd go no l-e-e and that's what i've had to do like god knows for how long how long and people look at me and go really I go, yeah yeah really yeah <laughs> it's just funny man it, i mean it happened to me quite often where i'm like i just want to make sure i get someone's name right and so i was like i know it's ben yeah. but i'm like I really hope I get it. Like, <laughs> I felt like if I was yeah. going to come on and think your name was leader and it wasn't, I was going to be an absolute fool. So at, at least we've overcome that, that out. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Look, dude, thanks much for the chat. I really appreciate it. Guys, as always, look, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe and go check out Ben's stuff. He put some fantastic content out there. Thanks so much.